Welcome, welcome. 2020 is going by so fast. It is like almost the end of January and here we are. Have you kept up with your New Year's resolution? Are you finding yourself even deeper into something that you don't want to get deeper into? We're going to talk about that today. But before we do that, you know you can get us every Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, Deezer, TuneIn. Ah, I mean, we, we just we're everywhere. And plus now we have realradio247.com that's running 24-7 and we're, we're putting up our programming there and I'm having a great time with the radio station. We're having contests and giveaways and things like that. So you just want to be a part of that. You do want to be a part of that. So tune in to realradio247.com for all the latest and that is our website and you'll see everything will be up and running really really soon we're getting everything in, in motion oh my gosh so now that we've said that let's go into the show because you know i want to make sure that 2020 is going to be the year of prosperity for us the year of getting out of things we don't want to get into or getting out of things that we've gotten ourselves into that we want to get out of i mean seriously just talk about the whole thing and shanika torres is here to tell us all about what she does to help people do exactly that get out of the things that they've gotten themselves into tell everybody right. what what is it that you do shanika and welcome to the show yeah. Yes, yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. And I just, I'm really honored to be able to speak about a subject that I am super passionate about. I am a licensed professional counselor, also known as an LPC. And essentially, I deal, I, I deal with mental health counseling. My specialty is crisis intervention. So mm -hmm. I deal with people that are in like really dire straits as far as their mental, mental um, illness. So individuals that are, you know, having thoughts about wanting to kill themselves, kill mm -hmm. other people, hearing voices and seeing things that other people, you know, don't hear, hear or see. So uh, really, really individuals that are, are, are struggling more than just the typical depression, anxiety, that sort of thing. And that's not to minimize those disorders whatsoever, but right. not, well, at the point not to be hospitalized. Mm. You know, it's so, it's so, it's, it's how it is. How can I say this? It's alarming to me that most people that have these diseases or they hear voices or they, they don't tell anybody, they don't say anything because it's so, it's so scrutinized and people look down on it and they make fun of them to the point where they don't want to say anything. What is that something that they can come to anybody in confidence with to get that help that they need? You know, I just, I truly think, and I, and, and I've had friends like this that, you know, when they are hearing these voices, this is not something that's abnormal. It happens to a lot of people. And I think that they don't understand that. And they think they're one in a million. Yeah. I think that's the, the largest misconception as far as like not understanding quite what it is. Because when you say hear voices, like what does that mean? It could be 
people will sometimes people will say, oh, I'm hearing voices. And when you start talking to them a little bit more, you realize that the voices are really their own. And it's more like self-doubt or mm. telling them they're not good enough, that sort of thing. But mm. true mental health psychosis really does involve, sometimes it's just like a bunch of background noise, kind of like a, you know, stuff that you and I can't hear. But mm. that's the constant audio that's playing in the background in their, their heads. Um, mm. And and likewise, sometimes it's voices, voices that they don't recognize as their own, mm -hmm. telling very dark things, telling them to harm or hurt other people. So those type of voices, how do you, how do you tell somebody, hey, somebody just said that you need to kill your whole family. And, mm -hmm. and you try to ignore that, right? But when those voices start getting louder and louder and louder, that's the point that you really should talk to somebody, but most people don't. And mm -hmm. the other thing that people don't realize is that, you know, so hearing vo voices, that, that could be schizophrenia, that could be drug-induced, we call it drug-induced psychosis. So sometimes people have no history of any mental health disorder, all of a sudden they start hearing voices because they started using meth or other kind of um, substances that really activate that part of the mind. And then other times it is like bipolar disorder with psychotic features. So not necessarily schizophrenia, but, you know, kind of like your, your body shifts hormonally so to such extremes that it disrupts your normal thought process. Hmm. Um, yeah. So without getting too sciencey, it's, there's right. a lot with mental, mental illness and people are afraid to talk about what's going on in their life. So it's not just voices, it's, it's thoughts about, you know, um, being depressed. People think that depression looks just sad and tired, but people smile that are depressed. And there's this mis this disconnect that, oh, well, that person doesn't quote unquote look depressed. They were smiling. They were playing, playing basketball the other day, but that doesn't mean that they're not just trying to get by. A lot of people mask the reality of what's going on because it's easier for them not to have those uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm smiling, then people aren't going to ask me. And, and, and if you ask me, I just might go over the edge because I don't know what my emotions and, and feelings are going to do once right. I say it's not okay. Mm -hmm. So lots of tough conversations to have. But I always tell people, when you ask somebody if they're okay, don't be afraid to challenge them. Like, are you, are you sure you're okay? And mm -hmm. sometimes a little bit of challenge is like, actually, no, I'm not. It's, it's just going that extra step sometimes. Right. Yeah. How can... How can a person who thinks that their friend or family member is going through this approach with caution to try and get them to kind of relax and be open with them so that they can uh, find out if they needed the help? You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, here, here's the thing. I, I find more often than not, people aren't talking openly about their own challenges and struggles. And mm -hmm. so you know, subconsciously that tells the people around them that it's not okay to do so. So if you have a family member that you think possibly is going through something, don't be afraid to share your own struggles. You know, mm -hmm. when I was, you're a parent that sees your, your teenager that just seems a little more down and out than, than, than usual, uh, just isolating more, uh, sleeping, sleeping in more, just things that seem a little off. Don't be afraid to share your stories when you were younger. You know, when I was younger, I, I kind of, you know, went through a little bit of depression and I'm not saying that that's what you're going through, but this is what it looked like for me. And I'm wondering if, if this is something that, that maybe you're struggling with again, having those open conversations really like, Oh dad, I didn't know you struggled with depression or, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that, that, you know, you, you had issues with anxiety. I mm -hmm. think sometimes it's, you know, see us as these invincible people you, that, that, they just don't even put, put, you know, make the connection between the two. So whether that's your kid, whether it's a relative family member, I had a client actually uh, who 
disclosed to his niece and nephew that he was struggling with things. And that was a conversation that allowed them to be open with their parents directly. So you just never know when you share your story, how that's going to impact the people around you. So yeah, don't be afraid to, to be open and vulnerable when you're asking somebody that's potentially struggling or just outright ask them, you know, maybe you don't have a history of, you know, any mental health disorders, but maybe you just see something that seems a little off. Don't be afraid to ask, are you okay? Just know that you can talk to me about anything. Just know that there's no judgment. And I, I always tell people, make sure that, that that part, being able to say there's no judgment, I, I'm not gonna love you any different. That really creates this environment of acceptance that, okay, well, here's what I'm really struggling with. And then this is the other thing I say, once you have that information, be cautious about what you do with it. Because let's say someone's like, well, I had some thoughts about wanting to kill myself. The, the, the wrong response would be like, what do you mean you want to kill yourself? What do you got to kill yourself for? You have everything that you need. That's not, <laughs> that's not the approach to go about. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a great way to have them shut down. Instead, right. saying something like, okay, well, well, let's figure out how, how we can, we can you know, get you the help that you need. Using joining inclusive language. How can we get you the help that you need? Mm -hmm. um, really makes them feel like they're not alone, not just by words, but in, in, in action as well. Right. Wow. Wow. And what about the person who, you know, is hearing those voices, hearing those things, knowing it's wrong, but is so scared to say anything because they're so scared to be different. What do they do? Yeah. So in those instances, it's always best to at least tell somebody. We Most people have one person in their life that they disclose things to. That's not always a family member. Oftentimes that's friends. Um, being able to, um, you know, talk to somebody about it. There's actually crisis hotlines um, throughout the throughout the, um, the nation. There's like a national hotline and we can talk about that later on. Mm -hmm. That's I get that resource to individuals, but being able to talk to somebody that can help you make sense about what it is that you're hearing so that you know whether you need to, you know, go to a higher level of care, like as far as going to a hospital, or maybe this is just something you can talk to talk through with somebody. Again, when somebody comes to me and says that they're hearing voices, my inclination is not just to assume, oh, they have schizophrenia or bipolar disorder with psychotic features or any other, or, you know, drug-induced psychosis. That's not my go-to. My go-to is to first understand what it is that these voices mean to them. Uh, if they're able to say, I know these voices are telling me to hurt myself or hurt other people, but I know it's not, I know it's not right, then I stay with that. What leads you to believe that it's not right? Whether it's their value system, whether it's just a, uh, their inner Jiminy Cricket, you know, that says, don't do that, whatever it is, that's what I want to stay connected with. Because that tells me, okay, there's some strength within you that stop you from doing that. Now, that's not to say that they maybe that individual can't benefit from medication. Again, mm -hmm. I'm not a, a psychiatrist or any med prescriber or anything like that. But there are resources to, to help individuals that are, you know, definitely having um, voice hearing voices, there are medications that are able to help reduce some of those symptoms. So making sure that people are connected to the right, um, you know, providers, prescribing providers for that matter. That's not something you want to go to a regular PC, you know, PCP about. You want to go mm -hmm. to somebody who specializes in mental health disorders specifically, and that's going to be a psychiatrist or a psychiatric nurse practitioner. And those are individuals that specialize in mental health disorders that also prescribe medication. That's wonderful. I mean, just, you know, and you're right. Everybody does have someone that they kind of off the wall talk to, even if it's kind of nonchalantly, you know what happened to me today? Yeah, man. I have voices in my head and I started answering them, but that happened to me already. I'm getting old. So <laughs> yeah, 
That's how it is. You have to be able to parse it out. Like, wait a second, yeah. Age or just you know this age. It's it's one of those. I don't care anymore. I'm talking out loud and I'm answering myself. Get over it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that is. (laughs) So, man, you know, mental health is a big, big thing. Not just worldwide because a lot of people have gone into themselves and Mm. suicide and you know, murders and things like that have picked up because they've gone internally to try and solve an external issue. This is an external issue. It's something that needs to be, uh, you know, taken care of externally, not just internally. What have you noticed in your practice that, you know, you, you really warn against those, those symbols, those, those warning telltale signs of a person that you may be close to that you wouldn't know, but because they've gone internal, uh, Mm -hmm. what do you, you know, what do you suggest people watch out for? Yeah, we we call those warning signs. So, you know, individuals are having some type of mental health crisis. There's typically warning signs that lead other people around them that know them best to be able to say something's off. So often warning signs, let's say you have a person that typically is smiling and happy and things like, like that. You notice that perhaps they they don't as smiley as they used to be. They're not as talkative. Maybe they're isolating more. So anytime people start doing things outside of their, their normal character, definitely, definitely want to, you know, pay attention to those things. Mm-hmm. When people uh, are, are typically, you know, starting to get into darker places, they do tend to go within, as you mentioned, kind of internalizing, um, you know, the, the things that they're going with, because they're trying to figure it out for themselves. Most people right. figure things out by themselves. And oftentimes, it gets to the point where they're, they could have gotten some type of intervention or help, but they, you know, perhaps have been too, I don't want to say too far gone, but essentially like they didn't reach out. And now it's to the point where they feel complete hopelessness that no matter mm-hmm. what, they're just not going to get better. So right. those dark, darker thoughts kind of, you know, completely take over them. I always tell people like, imagine that you are walking in a tunnel and there's light all around you. And as those, those thoughts, you know, those, we call them dark thoughts, dark thoughts, you know, whether that's you're getting more depressed, you're having thoughts about wanting to end your life or harm other people in your life, that sort of thing. Those dark thoughts start clouding that light. And pretty soon all you see is just like a little sliver of light, but you cannot escape the darkness. And so when people are like, well, I don't understand, like, you know, why they would get to that point. Well, you have to, from their perspective, the light was no longer there and the light is the hope. So for them, there's no hope that their situation is going to get better because all they see around them is darkness. And that is the voice that keeps getting louder and louder and louder. It's never going to get better. You're better off. Your family's better off without you. You're going to be a burden to them. Just take your life. All those thoughts and voices start getting louder and louder and louder. And so we always tell people, like, especially, you know, talking about suicide here, mm-hmm. when individuals ha- start having those suicidal thoughts, it's like a peak. Imagine a mountain. So you kind of start going up to the, to the peak and most people act on those thoughts, those suicidal thoughts when they are at the peak of the mountain, not realizing if they can just do something even momentarily to switch that thought off, whether Mm. that's distracting themselves, whether that's talking to somebody, if they can just get over that peak, then the suicidal thoughts actually start going down. Mm. And so most often than not, you know, it's those early morning, two, three o'clock in the morning hours. Those are the times where people, you know, take their lives. Okay. Again, it's not always those times, but 
oftentimes it's when people feel like I can't talk to anybody. My family members are asleep. I don't want to burden them. I don't want to wake people up. I don't want to inconvenience them. So they struggle with these thoughts. They get to that peak and they don't see a way out on the other side of the mountain. And that's when they act impulsively. Mm -hmm. So being able to, you know, for individuals out there that are hearing this and they're struggling with those thoughts, if you can just get over the mountain, I promise you it, it, it gets better. And there yeah. are versus on the other side, even if in the moment it doesn't feel that way. There's a national, you know, suicide prevention hotline uh, numbers that are available. There's so much, I love technology, pros and cons, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, pros is that there, it makes things a lot more accessible. So there's text lines that people can do. They don't even have to call somebody because sometimes people don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. So there's crisis text lines that they can, um, they can reach out to. There's hotlines that they can reach out to. They don't even have to identify their name. They can call anonymously and say, Hey, I'm having some thoughts. So whatever that is, or even if it's depression or anxiety or, or, or schizophrenia or insomnia, whatever those things are that they are struggling with, there's somebody that is a trained professional on the other line that can help them make sense of what it is that they're going through. Cause sometimes we know family members and friends just may not understand and we don't want that judgment, but you're not going to be judged on the other side with an anonymous person whose job is to make sure that you get the help that you need. So I know that definitely. they do have yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Wow. And wow. Yeah. Well, we're going to go ahead and have those hotlines and everything, not only below this interview in the description box, but also on our website uh, at, at our real radio 247.com. I, you know, again, this is something that most people think they have to suffer along with. How can people reach out to you? Yeah. So if you are, if, if people want to reach out to me, if they have any follow-up questions or, or, or things like that, or maybe they have a family member that they think is struggling with something and they just need a little more guidance. I am always open uh, for guidance, you know, for, for individuals. Um, my, you can always reach me at deltorres.com. Um, you click, click on the contact button and you can send me an email or, or call me on that number um, as well. I'm always available as well by phone um, at 713-903-3637. Uh, they can also, you know, go on, go on. Um, and then also I'm always looking for guests for, for the Shanika show. So mm-hmm. the Shanika is, is we're, we're touching bases on individuals struggling with mental illness because we want to bring about awareness. We want to start a movement that you can talk about the things that you are going with. You can change your life. You can change the lives of other people just by sharing and being open and vulnerable. So if you want to be a guest on the Shanika show, please go to the shanikashow.com or you can hit me up on Facebook at Shanika show um, backslash, uh, facebook.com backslash, uh, Shanika show. So there's, there's ways and that's Shanika S H A N I K A and then show S H O W like TV show. Awesome. Awesome. I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for bringing up this, this important piece of, of, uh, life. This is life. Life, you know, this is life. And and a lot of us need to learn how to cope with it. You know, maybe not all of us have these issues, but this is definitely not something that's, you know, taboo or put under the rug or or anything like that. If you're having an issue, just like me and Shanika, we want you to get the help that you need, especially before you reach that peak. Go ahead and reach out to the numbers below in our description box or just call uh, call 911 if you have to. If you're feeling that bad, just call 911 you know, yeah. and, and someone will be there to help you out. Yeah, You know, if this is an emergency, you don't want to go, you don't want to take your life, you don't see any other kind of way, call 911. I mean, that's the biggest number that I remember 
in yeah. any situation and they are there to help you just like we are shanika thank you so much girlfriend yes yes well i i appreciate you having me and and um being an advocate um in this fight because it is a fight but we're gonna start moving all that's right it. first <laughs> that's it that's it we're here we're here you look if your new year's resolution is to come out of depression get help with your depression you're hearing voices you want to get help do it today don't wait don't wait because it doesn't get any better it gets worse and then it's harder to deal with just go ahead and come out just like just like you know when you're coming out just come out and say i'm this and this i need help that's it and everyone will love you because no one wants to see you hurt no one wants to see you gone and you will be sorely missed you'll be sorely missed okay We all love you. Thank you so much again for tuning in. And thank you, Shanika, again for being on the show, girlfriend. Yes, lady. Yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> we got to have her back. We got to have you back again. I, and, and you know what? I, you know, we're going to talk a minute on the opposite side of this uh, show today. But I want to thank all the listeners. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. And we're going to go ahead and call it an evening. And uh, Shanika and I, we're going to have a, a, couple, a couple more words, but uh, you never know what will happen after, after today's show. You might hear Shanika a little more. Let's see what happens. <laughs> All right, then. Until next time, guys, don't forget to what? Dare to be different, baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> I did